Are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hi guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out Division I athlete, turned stay-at-home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe, Girls Gone Healthy. Hey guys, today we are joined by Jill Goodtree and I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview. We talk all about reclaiming your energy, kind of getting more in touch with your emotions because it's fine to feel your emotions. We all have them. We all should react to them, but sometimes we like to just kind of let them control our life and especially right now when there are a lot of things uncertain. You know, I think that it is a good reminder that we do have power over ourselves. We do have power over some things and we should be reclaiming that energy. So it's a great message to hear from Jill. But before we do jump into that, I just kind of wanted to introduce how I got to know Jill. So Jill is a Jabs by Gina instructor. They're located in New York City, which I am not. I'm located in Boston, but at the start of quarantine, they started offering these virtual classes they're so cheap. It's between five to nine dollars for each online virtual class and it's live and you're on Zoom. And the reason that I kind of fell in love with this workout is when all the gyms shut down, I obviously wanted to continue working out, but there was so much added stress in my life. I was like, I'm not going to force myself to do anything, right? I'm not going to continue on my normal routine when everything else was kind of out of whack. I was like, I'm going to use this time to find something that I really enjoy doing, something that I found fun. And so I tried a few different things and then I came across jabs and it's been great. It's The type of workout that I like to do because it makes me feel strong while also it's fun movement. There's a lot of choreography to different songs, different focuses between the different classes. So Jill is one of their instructors and I've been taking her classes since March. And so just hearing her throughout all these classes, I've learned a lot. So I asked her to come on this podcast and yeah, the rest is kind of history here. You'll listen to her and I really hope that you enjoy. And if you do and you'd like to take a class, they're always open to everyone. They're completely virtual. So go check it out and yeah, hope you enjoy. Hey guys, so today we are joined by Jill and she's a fitness instructor in New York City for Jabs by Gina. She's been teaching group fitness for about three years and joined Gina's team this March when Jabs started offering the virtual classes. Outside of fitness, she also has a day job in advertisement and her experience in both fitness and the corporate world has taught her to chase her dreams with passion and not try to waste her time with everyone trying to like her. She takes pride in being her authentic, weird, goofy self every single day. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so just for the people that are listening in, I have been working out with Jill since March, since she started these virtual classes, and I love just the energy that she brings to class. So Jill, I would love to hear your whole fitness story, your journey, and just what made you become a fitness instructor. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate to where I started because a lot of 
women especially go through a very similar experience where maybe they were athletic in middle school, high school, on some sort of sports team. And that was kind of where I started too. I used to run track and field. I used to do cheerleading. I used to do dance. And then when I got to college, I'll be super transparent. I really wasn't that great at any of my sports. I was never the MVP. I was never like, oh, we need to put Jill in the front. She's really good. Like I was decently average at everything that I did. Um, So when I got to college, I didn't do any rec sports. I didn't do my school's teams or anything like that. So I just kind of stopped working out for that reason. I just didn't really have a team to be a part of. And I just ended up being really sedentary. I went on like some medication, which caused me to gain some weight. And I wasn't really happy with where I was at when I left college. Like I had all of these old clothes that I used to love and I wasn't fitting into them anymore. And I was just really sedentary and like, wasn't feeling great about where I was physically, where I was mentally, where I was emotionally. I had just broken up with like a boyfriend from college. So it was kind of like all of these things like happening at once. Fast forward to like, once I graduated, let's say, fall. So a few months after this new cycling place opened up near where my day job was at the time. And they had like specials going and it was super cheap because they were just opened up. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to become a member of this cycling place and I'm going to go at least five days a week. So every day after work, I was like, I'm going to go because I love the workout. Um, I love doing things like to the beat of the music. I loved being around other people. So that was kind of like my re entrance into fitness. And after going for a few months, I would start to realize in class, like I would be imagining myself teaching the class. Like I could see that instructor up there. And I was like, if I was up there, I bet I would do really well at this. So I just kind of like envisioned myself doing it. But the problem with fitness is that in order for you to start out, everybody wants someone who already has experience. So I had actually auditioned a few times at that place that I was already a member of being like, Hey, I don't really have any experience yet, but like, I really love this workout and like, I think I could do it. And I auditioned a total of four times there and a few other places to be like, listen, I can be a cycling instructor. Please believe me. And finally I got in one place. So I started teaching about three years ago. And from there, once you start to get experience, you're able to kind of craft your like way of teaching and then other opportunities start happening a little bit easier. So that's kind of like how I got into fitness. And then how I found Gina was like a lot of people through Instagram. I had just seen like videos of them doing the choreography specifically to this one song called Panda. And I was like, this workout looks sick. And I was uh, living in North Carolina at the time. And I just saw the workout and I was like, I just want to take a flight to New York and like do this workout, which to a lot of people sounds insane. And honestly, it probably was. Um, So that was like Labor Day of 2019. Yes. And then a few months later, I just decided to move to New York because I was like, I love jabs. I want to keep teaching fitness at this cycling place I was working at, which has a bunch of locations in New York. And like I said, I have a day job in advertising. So I thought, I can move to New York and kind of do all of those things. So I know that was like a long winded version, but I feel like it's the most, it gives the most contact to say like everything about where I've been. Mm -hmm. I'll stop talking. 
<laughs> no, I think it says a lot about you too. Uh, one, just the boldness of you being like, I'm going to fly somewhere just to try this class. Because um, yeah. I've definitely had those thoughts too about jabs. I'm like, once it opens, I'm going to New York City. And then also with even just getting into the fitness world, you know, you tried again, tried at a different studio, like you just kept auditioning. Yeah. And so I guess like, what was your motivation behind keep trying out? It was just something you were enjoying anyways, and you wanted to be an instructor. Was that it? It was, uh, it was kind of that, like I was already enjoying it. And I just thought like, if I'm already enjoying this so much and like I can visualize myself doing it, there must be something inside of me that's telling me this is supposed to be like part of your journey. Like I just had this thing inside of me that said like, you are meant to do this. And while it was really disappointing to hear all of those no's at the time, I actually saved all of the emails. And whenever I'm feeling kind of like down about like, oh, I taught a class that like maybe wasn't that great. Or, you know, somebody emailed Gina and said, I took Jill's class and I didn't like it. Like whenever I have disappointing moments, I'd say like that, I look at those rejection emails from years ago from people saying like, oh, you know, you're just not a right fit for right now. Or, oh, you don't really have experience and we don't want someone like you on our team. I look back at those emails and think, you know what, I have come a long way and teaching is just like something that I know I'm supposed to do. And I feel like a lot of people have those different types of thoughts about different things. Like, I know I'm supposed to move to New York or I know I'm supposed to like marry this person. So for me, it was kind of like fitness was that like, I'm supposed to marry this person type of feeling. Yeah. And that's great about you, like keeping those messages too, because it's like you teach hundreds of people per day. Like you have 200 people mm -hmm. for just one class. So it's like, you know, you have come so far and then it's like, you know, there's just a the little baby step that like had brought you there. Like when I first started teaching, I would be lucky if I had five people there, literally five. And if like 10 came, I'd be like, oh my God, that was epic. <laughs> so now kind of like being virtual, having more reach and more ability to reach newer people at a really affordable cost, I think has been so great because more people are able to be exposed to fitness who when it was studio, it was like three, four X the price. So while I love being in person, kind of using this time for that reason to be able to reach more people, I think has been like a silver lining. Yeah, because that's, you know, how I found about you. As I said, like I've been taking your classes. And one of the things that I noticed like that you keep mentioning in your classes is about reclaiming your energy. That's mm, definitely like a motto. your energy. <laughs> yeah. So could you go into what that means? Like what's that about? Yeah. So uh, this is actually something I, I think I only started saying it really during like this pandemic, like quarantine times, because I had just noticed small things would suck up so much of like my emotional and mental strength, if you will. Like I'll just use an example if something at my day job didn't go so well, like I had a meeting with a client and it didn't go well, I would just beat myself up about that one interaction for days, for days. And it's like, I would just ask myself, like, why am I getting so bent out of shape about something that if I look back on 20 years is like, really insignificant. So I just started telling myself, like, reclaim your energy. When I feel myself just going kind of down that spiral, I'm like, stop, reclaim your energy. It is not worth spending your emotional and mental health on. And like, another example is 
when the pandemic hit, the cycling studio I was teaching at before Gina, like literally right before, uh, laid everybody off because obviously they have to be shut. And I would just cry myself to sleep every night. And like, I'm not a super emotional person, but I would just be crying. And one day I woke up and I was like, I need to stop bending myself and like losing my mental sanity over something that like, I'll look back in 20 years and be like, you know what? I can pivot and maybe teach something else and use this time to my advantage instead of just crying about it every night. And I know some people don't relate to this way and think maybe it's like the harsher way of like dealing with things like don't spend your energy crying about it. But for me, it really, it works because I'm not as emotional of a person and like kind of just picking myself up and saying, okay, we're going to move on from this moment. We're going to, we're going to feel what we need to feel. And then we're going to move on has really worked for me. So that's kind of like what it means. Yeah. So it's like, you're still feeling those emotions, but you don't have to dwell on it on a circumstance that you can't change anyways. Yeah. You don't have to let yourself go into this super dark place and stay there. Like if you need to have a good cry about it, have your cry, drink your little cocktail, move on. Yeah. No, I love that. Cause yeah, I think that a lot of people do spend a lot of time, you know, worrying about things and especially right now when so much is unknown, you know, you could spend a lot of energy on that, but it's just kind of recognizing. to, To minimize anybody's experience. Obviously we're all dealing with a lot right now. Like I've had friends who have been laid off from their job. My day job has done layoffs. My day job has done pay cuts, all of these things. And like my point in saying like reclaim your energy is not saying don't ever feel anything, feel what you need to feel, let yourself have your moment and then be like, okay, I've had my moment to be upset about this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm going to reclaim my energy and I'm going to go back to being my bad bitch self and I'm going to move on. Yes. I love that. And that brings me kind of into like the next point with you and your classes is you show up very authentically. You know, you're always your true self, even as you said. And so is this something that just kind of comes naturally to you and you've always done it? Or is there a point of time that you're like, you know what, I'm going to stop caring what people think? Yeah. So kind of going back to my experiences starting out in fitness three years ago, I was told from day one at this different company, you have to teach like this. And they literally had a paper with things that you were supposed to do and things that you weren't supposed to do. So kind of like coming into fitness as somebody who literally knew nothing, I was like, okay, well, here's what I am supposed to do. Here's what I'm not supposed to do. Even things like here is the music you're supposed to play versus here's the music you're not supposed to play. And I think that experience has affected me for a long time. I have barely just reclaimed my energy on that. So I think for my first, let's call it eight months, maybe I was going to say six, but it was longer than that. I was not being myself at all. I would only play music that I knew other people really wanted to hear. I would say really cliche phrases all the time. I would also talk in a different pitch because I mean, listening to my voice, I would say for a female, I have a little bit of a deeper voice, not super deep, but relatively deep, I'd say. And they were like, literally day two of training, this studio said, we really hate your voice. (laughs) And like, I'm telling you, like, I literally just reclaimed my energy from someone being like, I hate the sound I hear (laughs) out of your mouth. So it's taken a while, but I think um, my experiences at Flywheel, which was the second place I ended up teaching, and Gina 
have really just emphasized to me the best thing that I can do for both the people who show up to class and for me, like mentally is to just do what works for me. So something that Gina talks about all the time is she's like, Jill, you're like a really goofy and weird person. Just be that person. People are going to love it. And like, not a hundred percent of people have to love you, but like, if you're just yourself, you're going to come off way more authentic and way more genuine. And you'll be able to show that you care so much more than being like this Jill, the fitness professional fake person. So anytime I'm like planning my class from when I'm doing the programming, I think, do these moves feel good to me? Okay. They do. I make the playlist. I'm like, are these songs, songs that I enjoy listening to? Okay. They do teaching the class, I scroll through the pages of names and I think two things. I think who is somebody that I know that I can call out and encourage and like that will rebuild our relationship. Who is somebody that I've literally never met before and how can I make them feel like they deserve a spot on the team? So I think for me, it's taken a lot of years of work to just find my best self when I'm teaching and it's still a work in progress, right? Like there are some days where after I teach a class, I'm like, you know what? I could have done a better job about letting go of some like canned phrases and just being me. But I think where I am today versus where I was three years ago, world of difference. Yeah. And I feel like that also makes you more relatable too, right? Like then you can connect with people of like, oh, I also like this song. And you're like, yeah, it's one that I like. You know, I know that you love Hamilton. And then we can connect about that. You know, it's not just a cookie cutter. Oh, I've heard this on the radio and every single other person plays it. Like, you know, you're able to develop deeper relationships. Yeah. Or even like, I'll talk about like my family sometimes during my class. And a few weeks ago, um, I was talking to my dad about like, I teach a lower body class a lot. And my dad was like, the next time you teach this class, you need to talk about how they're like squeezing their butt cheeks and their glute muscles so hard that if there was a piece of coal in their butt, they would squeeze it so hard that it becomes a diamond by the end of class. And I was like, dad, that is so inappropriate and so on brand for my teaching. So I'm going to say it the next time I teach. So like even stuff like that, where I'm just like, know what like my family is weird as hell and I'll talk about them in class instead of trying to pretend that I'm like a normal person yeah that's awesome yeah because you know that's what motivates people to keep coming back if they see that you're real you know it's not like you've had this perfect experience of fitness and you've always been the strongest it's like no everyone's building up Yeah, exactly. And I I think the personality, not only of myself, but of the other instructors too, makes jabs, like it's part of what makes jabs special is like, you know, you can go to these six different people's class and have a really fun experience, but we're all so different. So I think the personality really is a huge part of why this team is so successful. Like if you wanted a workout with no personality at all, no authentic connection at all. Like there are tons of workouts you could just look up on YouTube or like Google images. But I think the fact that Gina, like the number one thing she says to us is like, just be yourself has really elevated my teaching and continues to make the team like super strong. Yeah. And so with both showing up authentically like yourself and reclaiming your energy, I feel like there has to be some sort of confidence behind it. You know, you do have to have confidence with yourself. And so on the days that you aren't feeling the best, you're not feeling like yourself, do you have anything that you do to kind of get yourself out of those moods? 
Yeah, I, so like you mentioned, I am obsessed with Hamilton, like hardcore. I've probably watched the play like over a hundred times. So whenever I'm feeling down, I watch Hamilton. Um, Something else is like, I'll just, I'll do a workout either like one of my teammates or some days if I don't want to do something that intense, I'll do like some gentle yoga. I just have always thought, um, you know, really since I started getting back into fitness after college, that some sort of movement, whether it's intense or gentle, can really change your whole day around, right? Like just moving your body feels so good in my mind. And then the third thing I'll do is just listen to music. I'm really into music. I have a ton of like public playlists on Spotify that are honestly all a little random and they cover a very wide emotional range. But I think listening to music, whether it's happy music or sad music can just kind of let you feel what you need to feel, get it out. And then, like I said, like have your moment, move on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically just, like, doing what feels good for you, you know? When you're not feeling that confident, then you don't have to, like, go out and perform for someone else or, like, you know, show up for them. It's showing up for yourself still, too. Yeah, and I – your question kind of reminded me of, like, a time in my life where I was not confident at all. So it's kind of interesting to look back on. In high school, I was actually, like, very behind the curve in terms of, like, growth spurts, like – I'll give you like super TMI. Like I didn't get my period until I was a junior in high school, which is like pretty late. So you can imagine like all of my friends were kind of like growing up and I wasn't. And I just remember like this one summer where everybody was going to the beach and I had a big beach trip planned where a few of my friends were coming with my family to our beach house. I remember just like looking at myself and not feeling confident, not even necessarily because of the way that I looked. I was just like, I just don't feel confident in the skin that I'm in. And I was probably like 15 or 16 at the time. And I wish I could go back to that girl and just say, like, it's all going to be okay. Like have your moment where you want to be upset about just like not feeling good enough, but like move on because you are good enough. You know, like I just wish that I, when I was younger, like whatever you have going on, like you are good enough and you are worthy and you don't need to stress out and like have anxiety about not being enough because you are. Yeah. Cause at that age too, when you know, you're not looking identical to your friends or your timeline isn't looking the same, mm-hmm. you know, you're definitely comparing yourself. And so it's definitely hard in those moments when you are comparing yourself to others. Yeah, exactly. And I just remember like not wanting to take any pictures in like a two-piece bathing suit because my friends had boobs and I didn't have boobs. And like, I wish I could just be like, listen, you're going to be fine. Move on. (laughs) Yeah. So now kind of bringing that into present day, what would you say to someone who's like too afraid to try a class or they just feel like they might not fit into group fitness so they don't want to try? What would you say to them? Wow. That's a good question. I mean, easier said than done, right? Like I could just say like, just try it. You'll love it. But like not every workout I would say is going to be every single person's cup of tea. Like for example, I love jabs. I love it. Like in my mind, everyone should love it. But like, that's not the reality. I think the best thing you can do is keep trying something until you do find what you like. And like some people love 
yoga. Some people love CrossFit. Some people like running by themselves. And like, I do think that there is a different modality of fitness out there for everyone. So if you keep finding things that you're not enjoying, it's probably not the thing for you. And like, I've done workouts habitually, not in a long time, but I've done workouts habitually that like during the workout, I'm like, this isn't fun. This isn't fun for me. But because I was like training in that sport, like running, for example, it's not for me. It has never been for me. It's not happening. But like I was on the track team, so I had to run all the time. And like during practice, just in my mind, I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. But like my friends are doing it, so I'll be here, but like hating my life. So I think like kind of after college, having more time to explore different options was good for me. So I guess in summary, my advice would be like, if you keep trying things, you will initially maybe not love everything, but if you keep coming to different types, you'll find your team. Yeah. So it's not necessarily even like the one that you're good at right away either. It's just the one that you have. Oh my God. Me starting out jabbing, bad, (laughs) bad. I was not good right away. I loved it. I thought it was like the best thing ever, but I wasn't good. Like you would, when I see videos of myself from when I first started, I laugh because it's like, I wanted to be on the team so bad and I was so enthusiastic, but like my form was crazy. And it's kind of nice to have those videos now to be like, holy shit, I've come a long way. So yeah, like you said, you're not going to be perfect at it on day one. And that's part of the joy, right? If I showed up to a workout and I was the best on the team day one, it's probably not the right thing. Yeah. I love that. And then I just have one more question for you today. So, you know, like some people listening in, they see you, they're like, wow, you know, she has it all figured out. She's confident. She works out all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you personally working on in your own health and fitness journey? Yeah, I think I'm working on a few different things. I think, like you said, from the outside, it's really easy to just assume everything that you see about that person, they must have it all figured out. And I definitely don't. And I have to reclaim my own energy frequently. I think something that I'm working on is being even more vulnerable. So a lot of people think like, wow, Jill's a really vulnerable person. She shares a lot on social media, but there's a lot that I keep in as well. And I think for that reason, like the number one thing I'm working on this year is vulnerability and just being more willing to open up to people emotionally. And number two, I'm working on like letting love in and it sounds like cliche to say but it's not just like relationship love i mean like love from your friends love from your family too because i am so busy all the time and i'm constantly like thinking about the next thing i don't always slow down and like open up and tell people what i'm feeling and then i'm also not always that open to like receiving love or emotions either so those are things i'm working on um Actually, Jabs has this program going on right now called Jabs uh, Manifest, which basically we meet in like small groups once a week. There's about 20 people in my group, and I think over 150 people are doing it. And basically, it's like this program that Jabs organized where we don't work out. I mean, we do during the day, but not during this meeting. We don't work out and we're basically led through a weekly seminar about like emotional health, um, your energy, which like is great for me because I talk about energy all the time, your well-being, how to manifest like certain things that you want to come into your life. So I think for me committing to a seminar like that where like 
you're really supposed to be emotionally vulnerable and open to changing has been helpful, but it's only like one step in my journey. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to work on too, because that just kind of circles back to you showing up authentically, like the more that you can be vulnerable and share how you're feeling, what you're going through, then, you know, the more that you can connect with others. So I think it all ties in together. And like a a lot of people will say like, oh, like I cried like in your class or like I cried in Allie's class, I cried in Gina's class, et cetera. But like I myself have never had like a crying class where I'm just like so affected that I feel like moved to have like a really emotional experience. So I think like I just want to let myself be more open to feeling feelings and I think that's kind of why like it's easy for me to say off the cuff like reclaim your energy move on bitch but like it's not that easy in reality to just like have your emotional moment and move on so I'm working on having like an emotional moment in a healthy way and then reclaiming my energy (laughs) I love that well I want to give you a minute here so you can share where they can find you on social media and how someone can take a class with you Yeah, totally. So you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Jillian Goodtree. Uh, You can find out all about jabs at jabsbygina.com slash jabs hyphen live, or just email info at jabsbygina.com and say, I want a jab. All of our classes range between $5 and $9, which out of a lot of different options, I would say is a very affordable way to get team-oriented coaching. So if you want to try it out, go ahead and email us. Slide in my DMs. Slide in Carly's DMs. She's the one behind info at jabsbygina.com. And if it's your first time, shoot me a message on Instagram and I will welcome you to the best team ever. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jill. I look forward to seeing you in class. (laughs) Emily, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I was very nervous. My armpits are very sweaty, but it was a lot of fun. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.